so I says to LB, I says, I thought what I'd do is I'd pretend that my microphone and headphones are broken. Then I won't have to write any goddamn stupid useless introductions for the show. And then LB says, I think Catcher in the Thry is representative of toxic masculinity, arrested development, and an unlikable protagonist. And I says to him, fuck you, buddy. This is the Coast to Coast Vanity Universe podcast show for ears and sometimes eyes. And these are your hosts, Chris. Hello. Evan. Hello. And me, your co-host, Gavril. And then LB says to me, how is that germane to the topic at hand? And I says, what do the goddamn Germans have to do with anything? Welcome to episode 195 of the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe podcast show. I, of course, am your lovely, lovely co-host, Gabriel. These are my wonderful, wonderful friends and co-hosts, Christopher. I forgot how to say hello. I know you did. And uh, <laughs> Kevin. Hello. Uh, it has been a minute, folks. It has been a couple of weeks. We are back. It's been a month for Chris, but it's been a couple of weeks for Kevin and I. Uh, Neth is out today. She is not feeling well, so it is just going to be the uh, it is just going to be the testosterone boys today. So sausage party. <laughs> Wasn't expecting yeah. that. Okay. Do the helicopter. Is that a sexual oh, thing? How's it? Yes. So how's everybody been doing? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Crash is screaming in union solidarity, which I agree with fully and completely. SAG-AFTRA, the UPS, uh, the upcoming UPS, uh, UPS actions, um, the Writers Guild, WGA. Uh, we got some other stuff that's going on too in that. Um, very. Like the actors are striking now as well. Uh, SAG-AFTRA. That's uh, Screen mm-hmm. Actors Guild. Okay. Uh, yeah. So SAG-AFTRA, the SAG-AFTRA action just started. WGA is still ongoing. We've got uh, UPS drivers versus uh, with the Teamsters and some other stuff going on. Um, So, yeah, it's a lot of union activity this week. Um, But what we're going to hear to talk about is video games and uh, other shit that we're interested in talking about, because that's what we want to talk about, because fuck you. That's why you're here. Yeah. How is the intro, folks? Great. I'm well, disappointed too. in your existence. I know I'm disappointed in my existence as well too. Just gotta keep, keep hope those numbers keep going up. We'll be fine. Um. So, Christopher, how has your last month been? I got COVID. Yeah. And cellulitis at the one time. Yeah. Job. Yeah. It's fun. So I was bed bound for like a week and a half. Only back to I was only back to work on Monday there. Um, so that was fun. Uh, my leg was literally twice the size it normally is because of how much it got swollen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what else did I do? Go back to work, and oh, the entire time I was off, once I could actually, you know, start you know, existing again in the world. Um, st- 
still bed bound, but I sat and played Final Fantasy sixteen the entire time where I was actually able to do so. Uh, fucking great game. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely great game. Nice. That's about it. I've had I've had not really a lot. Sorry, it's been boring. Jazz <clears throat> being weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, Neff, I've been sick, and I was playing GTFO with Kevin, Gab, and Elby. I played Remnant with Elby and Gab, and got very mad because we kept slamming our head against a single boss for an hour and a half. And then I played COD with Gav and Kev and Nicole and Duggle, and it's just a lot of people. She's not here because she actually she actually wrote her introduction and then had to leave. She was not feeling well this morning, so uh, I that's a bad accent. I was I was nice. I didn't try to be Canadian or anything. I just read it off. There was no A's. Say sorry. Sorry. There you go. Sorry. Well, I thought you should say Neth is sorry. She's not here today. Yes, sorry she's not here today. There you go. She's so sorry. To be fair, she was going to be here. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah, she was going to be here. She was here. She wrote her introduction and then was just like, I can't be here anymore and left. So uh, I get it. It happens. Uh, Everybody is allowed to have their own times to themselves if they're not feeling well. Christopher. Yeah, and that's why Chris wasn't here last week. That's why I was here last week. I know that's I'm, I'm reiterating that for people so that they understand that we're fucking decent human beings to each other. I don't think you should work when you're sick, and this is work for Chris. That's hard. Don't uh, work. <laughs> although, although I will say I did, I did, I did on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the week before I went back, I did sit at my, I, did, I was laying in my bed on my laptop working from home. Don't do that. Because because I'm a stubborn son of a bitch. And we discovered the... We, oh, I did. We discovered that my entire job, with the exception of answering the phones and talking to people face-to-face, can be done from home. Well, there's that. And the answering mm. phones can even be solved. Yeah. Because there's a... There's VoIP where... Yeah. We're waiting for our new... We're waiting for the new systems to go in, and then that would actually be a thing as well. Hopefully they don't make you actually take one of them home because I had to do that for my last job and it was annoying. Oh, one of those VoIP phones that's constantly ringing. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I I always have to be there if I'm able to be there because it's a case of it, there's literally two people at the end of the night and it's me and someone else mm-hmm. to deal with everything. So yeah. I have I have to be there every day. And now like I that, don't even think I use a regular phone for my job. It's like a lot of it's just like zoom calls and things like that mm-hmm. i mean you'll just be you'll just be a zoom receptionist it's okay i mean that would that's be interesting it is, it is no it's a thing, thing. I have, no no we literally just before. that that is the thing but at the same time we literally just got a self-check-in installed mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i so hopefully that takes a lot of the weight off the reception desk it that should great those kiosks and then yeah you can just have somebody remote in for that kind of work generally i mean it's it there there you're there's always going to be a certain aspect of having to have a person in front but you know yeah i don't think i've i don't think i've been to a lab that does blood work or anything in the last five or six years that 
has a receptionist. They all have like check-in kiosks. Yeah. <clears throat> there's it there's no it's like, there's clearly there's clearly a window where a person a human being used to sit and do the reception <laughs> work. The problem is the kiosk now. The problem is because we're general practice, we obviously yeah. deal with basic prescriptions, uh, all of that jazz. So we always need someone there to actually do a lot of the handout shit. Well, and see, the way that it works in the U.S. is that the doctor can file the prescription and just send it straight to the pharmacy. Oh, so we do that too, but like some people just prefer collection at the desk. I so understand we... that, and I get that. It's like I mean, we, during, COVID, most, during COVID, that's all we did. Send everything to most, the chemist. Unless it's a hospital, unless it's like a full-fledged hospital, most medical facilities don't have their own like drug facilities or compounding. They don't have their own pharmacy or compounding on a site. So, yeah. you know, it's very uncommon for a place other than a hospital to have a pharmacy on site. Yeah, no, that that's that's the same over here. Um, we do liaise with all a lot of local pharmacies. They do pickups for their prescriptions and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, most mo especially during COVID, we just literally sent every prescription to whatever pharmacy the patient had selected. Mm-hmm. E-prescribing, so nice. So nice. Anywho. Um, Kevin. Did, yeah. Mm -hmm. You were saying? Yeah, anywho. I interrupted you. No, I was going to ask Chris what games he was playing, because I don't... It, what games was I playing? Uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. I uh, played that a lot uh, when I was. Are you bending. enjoying that? I love uh, it's amazing. It's fantastic. I heard there's a good story. The story. Well, I expected the story to be disgustingly good, um, which it is, in my opinion. It's fantastic. Um, I I, I love. I don't want to go into. It. I was I was going to say things, but then that's spoilery, so I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> Um, let's just let's just say twists and turns expected from Yoshi P. They nice. expected twists and turns from the fourteen team. They did a good job. They did a very good job. Creative business unit three. Ah, oh, so good. Um, what do you think about um the gameplay mm -hmm. loop with like they got rid of turn based action? Is that like a problem for you? No. They haven't been really on turn-based really in, turn in a long time. Oh, okay. Uh, 14, like so 12 is when they started moving away from turn-based. They kind of brought it back a little bit for 13, and then 13, 14, 15, kind of, well, 13 and 15, all kind of active time. The not, not like, yeah, it's, it's all been sort of active time rather than, or not even active time. It's just been like real time rather than an active time system. Mm-hmm. I see. I, I will I will say right now all the people who are like not my Final Fantasy, oh, come on, don't 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 be like that. But like literally, Final Fantasy has been around for years, and that's one of the big things about Final Fantasy. They're always evolving, always changing with the times, always improving, always pushing pushing boundaries, and just trying to be the best it can be. And yeah. you cannot say that it's not my Final Fantasy because. Hey, guess what? My first Final Fantasy was eight. I've never played a Final Fantasy prior to eight. So your Final Fantasy, that might not be my Final Fantasy. 
Right. Just because you have your favorites doesn't mean new iterations aren't Final Fantasy. Trust me, this is very Final right. Fantasy. It's a bit more adult. Is, is it better than 15 was? Story-wise, yes. <clears throat> I think it's better than 15 story-wise, but I'm also kind of biased because this is the second major story that I've got from this team. So I'm kind of biased on that. Um, but I think the story beats are better paced in 16. And there's actually some real feel moments in it. Like some severe feel moments. 15 was all boy band road trip, so. Yeah, it was. I, as much as I loved the boy band road trip feel of 15, it didn't have the same emotional connection that these characters right away gave you from what was available in just the demo. Um, the whole in the whole demo, which is the first part of the game, is to create an emotional connection to these characters. That is the whole idea of it, and it does it, and it does that job beautifully. Um, and it really enhances all the events that happen afterwards. That that immediate connection that they're able to create just enhances the experience so well. Nice. Cool. Glad to hear you. I highly recommend get a P get a PS5. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, get a PS5. Um, just casual. Get a PS5. Casual. Get a PS5. No, I got they one. were I cheaper. Can do it. Can do it. They were cheaper they're on cheaper, StockX. They're cheaper now. Plus, than in like, general, they're yeah. cheaper now. They reduced the price by like hundred pounds over here. Nice. Um. Also, uh, what else? Did I, uh, I also started a playthrough of Dragon Ball Kakarot again. Because Kaker I just what? felt this... Kakarot. Okay. Did you say Kakarot? His name is Carrot. It's a joke that Toriyama used during his entire run of Dragon Ball. Things are named after food items. I know. Okay. Um, yes, I've, I started a re I played through of Dragon Ball Kakarot. Uh, I got through to the end of the Cell Saga. I'm in the intermission between Cell and Boo. And Gav is just bored out of his No, uh, Gav is tired. Um, but yeah, so I, I love Dragon Ball and I really enjoy that as well. So I enjoyed my playthrough of that and I'm going to continue that at some point as well. I, I need you to understand something, Christopher. I watched the original Dragon Ball on TV. I didn't watch the original. I, just, I started. I just rewatched it like a year ago. I need to sit down and rewatch it again at some point. I'm not a big fan of everything after the original Dragon Ball. I liked the gag, uh, the gag mangas. I loved the gag mangas. I loved the you know very gag, very comedy oriented original show. So, my experience of Dragon Ball, I didn't watch the original Dragon Ball when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time I ever watched Dragon Ball was the Saiyan Saga for Z. So, right at the start of Z, that's when I started watching. <clears throat> and I watched all the way through to the end of the Boo Saga. And I stopped watching because it wasn't on Cartoon Network anymore. Uh, so, I couldn't watch it, and I didn't have another way to watch it. 
and no, I'm not quite, no, I'm so, so far behind. Now, Piccolo apparently has some Super Saiyan form that I didn't know about, and now that's a thing. I'm so out of the loop of it all. Um, I really, really need to catch up with it and start watching it again. It was amazing. I, I, I didn't, I never could really get into Dragon Ball Z. I never could get into Z or any of the other stuff. Just, I didn't like the pivot to Shonen. I love comedy anime. I love comedy manga. That's especially the old style gag mangas and gag stuff. Mm -hmm. Love it. Absolutely. Some of my favorite shit. But yeah, the, the, the new stuff where it's all just Shonen, it's just fighting. It's like, nah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm not really into any of the anime. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I know it exists. That's about all. You know it's a thing. Yeah. The, the thing that's become very popular around here is those little statues of the demon hunter with the girl with like the um gag in her the mouth. Thing, thing in her mouth, yeah. Yeah. I don't get what? it. Man. There's a character in I have not watched it. I have seen plenty of media about it though. Um Demon Hunter is a fairly popular mainstream anime. Um right. one of the characters has a scroll shoved in her mouth. That, oh my. Oh, like that. It looks yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Kevin is gonna watch Attack on Titan with you. Oh, goody, I won't spoil anything. I know I read the manga. I have never watched Attack on Titan. Should I watch Attack on Titan? Yes. Everything uh, that I hear is it's like one of the best ones. It's not it's not that good. It's not that good. It's dead ass not that good. But feel free, it's it's decent. It's decent. I the story gets kind of eh for me towards the end, but you know it's decent if you want to watch it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I've been suggested Bleach. I hope you have a couple of years. That's what I said because I know there's like thousands of episodes. At least somebody didn't suggest One Piece to you or Naruto. Someone did suggest Naruto. Um, if you do that. Um, I think there's a somebody did a condensed first half of the series and then it's like watch from Shippuden on. That's actually what I've been told. There's a condensed yeah. thing to watch for the original Naruto and then you watch Shippuden after that. Yeah, you watch Shippuden on from that. Yeah. I read I also read the manga for Naruto when it was still active back in the early 2000s. Oh, there's one that I did watch a couple of years ago, uh, like mid pandemic Kotoro. It's on Netflix. Kotoro? T-O-T-O? Kotoro? K-O or T-O? K-O. Oh, uh, Kotoro can't communicate. No, Kotoro lives alone? Kotoro lives alone, sorry. There's another one that's it's very similar in that vein. I did not watch that. I think It was so wholesome. I, I loved think, it. I think Harry watched it. I'm not sure. It was so wholesome. Sorry, it's Komi can't communicate is the one I'm thinking of. It's Kotaro lives alone and Komi can't communicate. That's I right. would highly recommend Kotaro lives alone because it, it is so fucking wholesome and adorable. I um, loved it. Um, real quick, Kevin, this is the last thing I'm going to tell him. Um, I would suggest if you liked, if you kind of liked that, or if you did, you watch BoJack Horseman. No. 
Okay. Do you like slightly existential stories about gr growing older? As you know, someone I'm around a millennial. Age? Yes. Uh, go watch Agatsuko if you get the chance. Uh, you'll need to type that for me. Sure, I'll type that in for you. But no, Kotaro was just so wholesome. I fuck with that shit hard. That was so good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nice. Uh, and this should be on Netflix for you. I'm not positive, though. It's Ooh, actually a Sanrio. Uh, Kevin, you should know this. It's a Sanrio product. I actually know that would be Neth that would know that. Well, I know some Sanrio now. Yeah. I know more than Hello Kitty. Yep. Agatsuko is a character that is a... She is a millennial office lady living in Japan. Fun. <laughs> Who is... Doesn't have control of her life. Let's put it that way. I mean, what millennial does? It's... Yeah. Much, <laughs> what millennial right? does? Yeah. Shall our I lives, talk about our lives my... are just uh, Kevin, what have yes. you been up to your last couple of weeks? Okay. Um, let's start off with some video game stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I got bored with Diablo. Have not... I don't think I've played it in the past two weeks. Um, just kind of gets very grindy, and when the, the upgrades become less frequent, I start getting more bored. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just... Digging through hundreds of items, mm -hmm. digging through hundreds of items for maybe one upgrade or maybe two upgrades is just really boring. And, um, and got done with it for now. That's okay, and that's fine. And but to me, that's part of the excitement of the of the cycle. It's like the chase. Mm -hmm. You know, you're trying to find better stuff to do better. Like well, I'll something have that's going to give you point one percent increased damage. When I get to playing Diablo Four at some point, I will. Yeah, I'll definitely be chasing. I will set a goal in mind and I will chase it. And once I achieve that goal, I'll be like, okay, I'm done. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I got, I got to Paragon 100 or Paragon 1000 or whatever, you know? So it's like, okay. I have essentially done that. I finished the story and I got a decent build set up. Um, and then I stopped playing, waiting yeah. for the season to start. That was yeah. my intention from the get-go and that's what I've done. That was... Once the season kicks off, I will barrel through again. Yeah, that was Diablo 3 for me, too. I did the same thing with Diablo 3. It's like I played. OK, so it was a little bit different because of how Diablo 3 ended up running, but I mostly played. I played each almost every season. I think I missed three or four seasons in Diablo 3. I missed but... quite a few, but I did play like the ones that I played. I played. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. I've been playing DMZ and multiplayer um, Call of Duty instead. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a new event that kicked off with 10 different challenges for different types of guns to get new Kevin camera loves rewards. this shit. Mm, I like the camera I'd... reward stuff. Once Kevin's done, I have one more thing. But once, once Kevin's the, done. Um, <laughs> the annoying ones this time around, Gavril, are um, kills from behind. Yeah, long shot handgun kills are stupid because you can't just play like uh, shipment to get that. Yep, you got to go into like shoot house or something and then build a sniper out of a fucking handgun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that that one is probably the stupidest one. Melee kills was easy. 
you know, AR, SMG were easy. It's, um, oh, the other one that's stupid is three kills without dying for a sniper rifle ten times. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's, Depending on the map you're playing, it's not too bad. I'm going to try to do it in shipment and then go to a different map if it's too hard. <laughs> yeah, don't do it in shipment, my guy. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing there. They have a new event now in that game to with a crossover with the boys. And you can get Vondell superpowers. And I used to one shot me up in the air. And then the other one, I was able to do like a high jump and it I jumped so high that I could use my parachute to float down. <laughs> that was uh, interesting. So, yeah, that's it's making the game interesting. I think they should not have it in normal DMZ because I feel like it's kind of cheaty. I don't think it should be in normal modes, period. Right. But... It should just be in Resurgence or something. Yeah, it should be in something weird like Resurgence. Yeah, like some weird offbeat kind of thing. Yeah, right. Because I still feel like DMZ is still kind of uh like a hardcore game mode in a way. But yeah. So, and then I got Gavril killed. Well, um, we, got, we got killed several times. Yeah. I, I was okay. trying to do some stupid mission and I ran off by myself and I got killed and then Gavril <laughs> tried to save me. Oh, Kevin yeah. ran off by himself. I'm shocked. I mean, this, I've been doing better. He's been doing better. He hasn't been, off been by myself. Better. He was just like, ah, I need to go do this mission with this with this gas was, can. And then ran immediately to this thing. And I'm sitting there <laughs> like 100 meters behind him. In fairness, I'm yeah. saying this uh, whenever I play Fortnite with uh, certain and that they're always complaining. Chris, why are you over there by yourself? Exactly. What, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Yeah, see, anywho. So but Gavra wound up with a pretty good gunfight with. He thought it was a one-on-one, but it ended up being a two-on-one. Two-on-one. It ended up being a two-on-one, yeah. Yeah. Because I dropped, I dropped the guy that killed Kevin, and then I ended up in a long-range fight with a guy up a tower. I ended up you, almost killing him. Do you know what, Gav? I think mm. that guy might have went off and got he help. His buddy. He didn't res his buddy. No, I think he might have like asked for help and maybe like teamed up with someone and then double-teamed you. Anything could have happened. It's possible. Yeah, but it was a pretty good gunfight for a while. It was. It was. It was it I was thought you were going to get him when he was on the fucking tower. Was... I. The problem was that I did not have a ranged. I did not have a ranged option. I didn't have a long range option. All I had was medium to uh, short. Oh, range. you know what? The one gun that you had, I forget what it was. The um, sin something. The red one. Uh, sin and punishment. I think. Yeah. Switch it to single fire next time. Uh. Oh, uh, Elson number. That was that one. That was yeah, Elson number. Elson number. Um, I don't have that gun. That was that's that's a that's a gun I picked up from somebody. Right, but if you would have went from auto to single fire, you might have been able. To... I might. I'm pretty good at single tap shots mm-hmm. um, with most of the guns. So, but yeah, eh, it is what it is. Shit happened. I get I get heated in the moment, and then I'm just done with it. It's all good. It it was still one of the more memorable moments that we've had in the past few weeks. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I mean, a lot of people are teaming up and doing giant teams in DMZ, or they are trying to avoid you at all costs. So sometimes we go in and we don't even see another human. Other times, or like we just get overrun by like five people who have all teamed well, up together. Like, I don't mind going in to kill with the intention of killing people. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Like 
if it's red, it's dead. I'm all good with it, you know? Yeah. Um, Neth gets a little gun shy, so we don't do... Uh, sometimes we don't do a lot of hunting, but some days she's just like, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. So yeah, we go in to kill people. You know? Um, I do like the new map that they added. It's so, Chris, you Locked have out. to actually go into one map and then from that map, okay. find an entrance to another map. And then you go into like a separate map where it's like super tiny building. And I think in the beginning, everyone's kind of like sectioned off and then they open yep. up the area between the teams. Mm-hmm. So it's like starts off as PVP or PVE and then it becomes PVE, but it's entirely dark. Like you have so, to use like um, what he's talking about is it becomes eventually a uh, PV. Uh, it's PVE. so it is a PVP map inside of a PVE map. So it's a PVE V. It's a PVE VP. Yes, but well, it's I mean, sectioned off. Is. So it starts off as PVE and then it becomes PVP later. Well, that's that's what that's what DMZ is. DMZ is PVPVE. Right. Yeah, so there's non-player characters and player characters at the same time, but you have to find this entrance to this bunker, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I like how they sectioned DMZ it off. DMZ is Tarkov? Yes, DMZ yeah, is tarkov Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it, it's it, like it is a lot less, less sweaty. sweaty Tarkov. Yeah. It is less sweaty less Tarkov. sweaty Tarkov. <laughs> it is true. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, played him. Normally yeah, in Tarkov, you're like, trying to patch your leg because your leg got shot and then like you're hobbling around. It's just like way too micromanagey. Um I think DMZ is just a more fun game mode because it's, you know, it's more, definitely more casual, yeah, more, casual more casual way of going about things. Yeah. We did kill two people yesterday. Uh, we killed which was more fun. than two, but yeah. Um but yeah, I mean normally you're seeing a lot of NPCs and then occasionally you'll run across people and have to kill them. And that kind of what makes it fun. Kevin and I are bad people because we talk on Discord rather than through in-game chat. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people... We do the same on Fortnite. Yeah, so it's like you hear their proximity chat and you're just like, oh, I got people. Let's let's bunker down. Let's figure out where they are and bunker down. Yeah, basically the console people are stuck because they have to use open mic in-game no, chat to play the game. No, they don't. No, they, they, don't. Can, they all they have don't? Discord now. Everybody, every console has Discord now. All, okay. all consoles have the Discord now. Okay. Yeah. But the problem is a lot of them are just people that are queuing in and squad filling rather yeah. than uh, going in the other yeah. way. Yeah, so you catch people talking and then you know people are nearby and then you LB, can... L- okay, real quick. LB has an issue with us and how we define sweaty and he has had this issue with us for fucking years at this point. I mean, that's okay. how the internet uses sweaty, LB. I'm sorry. You don't, don't agree want, with everyone like, else. I don't want, like, sweaty, sweaty, moist. How about I call it moist gameplay from now well, on? Well, dude, I love, the, I love the world moist. I don't care what anyone says. It's a great word. <laughs> LB just one everything lb does is sweaty so i mean that hardcore moist game we just call it lb gameplay yeah fine lb gameplay i don't think that i think this i think it's a much less lb game yeah uh, i think dmz is a much less lb game than Tarkov is it's true it's so we're really calling true. it lb now oh yeah we're gonna call yeah. it lb now it's lb because yeah. the only games that lb wants to play are games that 
give you night sweats and tears. <laughs> GTFO. Yeah, let's go. Let's just I, play I games that are going to give us nightmares and tears and make us wake up in the middle of the night crying. Uh, GTFO was fun, though. But yeah. And need you cold showers. Kevin, anyway. You were saying um, we got way off topic here. Way off track. So TV shows. There was a new episode or there was a new season of Black Mirror that came out. I don't know, maybe within the past 12 months. I have no idea when it came out, but I've never watched Black Mirror. It's great. It is a good show, but it is very LB. It's LB television watching. Um, You go into it not knowing what the story is going to be about because it's an anthology TV series, meaning every episode is different. Yes. Yes. Um, well, that probably has more of a through line than this does because it, every yes, episode it, is completely separate. New characters, new story, everything. Is it every um, episode or every every episode? every episode. No, Chris, you, did you watch Love Seriously? Death and Robots? Did you watch Love Death and Robots? No. You should. It was a great series on Netflix. Um, this is an anthology, so it's like every single episode is a brand new ep- is a brand new story. Con- contained one episode story. It's like the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone or Event Horizon. Um, 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 Outer Limits. Sorry, Outer Limits. Tales Outer from the Limits. Crypt. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about Outer Limits, but it is. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's like Twilight Zone, so Outer Limits, Tales it, from the Crypt. The story could be horror. The story could be sci-fi. The story could be comedy. It's just whatever the story is about is what you get. And you go into it not knowing what it's going to be. And that's kind of the fun of it. So that you are surprised about what the story is. And... This season has been very fun, but it's been very kind of dark focused, I would say. At least what I've seen so far. Okay. But um, yeah, really good series. I mean, it's a UK series, Chris. You should definitely check it out. Um, because it, it's also like, oh, I only have an hour and this is going to give me basically a movie in an hour. Right. Because uh, you don't have to get sucked into a long series. Anyway. That's those are good. I re- recommend them. The new season of Too Hot to Handle came out yesterday. I think we watched the first episode. It's just I don't know where they find these people, but these are the most superficial people that exist on the planet. Um, They're very easy to find, Kevin. <laughs> it is just, you know, if I was like, because look, I'm not a 10 at all. If I like Boy, the people nine point five. The people who are tens and can basically get whatever, you know, same or opposite sex person they want in life. It is just amazing how they think about, you know, relationships. Well, I shouldn't even call it relationships, but how they think about hooking up. And, you know, this one girl talking about how she has a string of boyfriends. And if one doesn't give her flowers, she just calls the next one. And like all of this shit. I'm just like, how do these people exist on Earth? It's just very interesting to me because Um, horny equals dumb it's yeah it's um very very is anybody gonna is anybody gonna argue with me on that one horny equals dumb i i mean i don't think that they i don't think that's always true i think no no kevin horny always equals dumb that is an objective fact okay okay well there i mean i don't I don't think all this, all the people on this show are stupid, but I think that it's 
I don't. It takes a I certain didn't say type the people of people themselves it, were stupid. I didn't say the people themselves were stupid. Yeah. Okay. You just said horny equals dumb. That's a big difference from saying everybody's stupid. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah. You're right. Uh, anywho. Um. It's uh. It's a very interesting show from a. Uh, social experiment standpoint and watching how these people exist and like you know oh I have such a big dilemma because I want to have sex with everyone on this show and I don't know who to pick and it's like not even one mention of who they are what their character is about just like entirely based on looks let's fucking bone yeah exactly oh yeah yeah so now they have to like because no one would join this show willingly they have to goat them onto the show and have them sign a long contract where buried in the contract, it says that it's going to be this show. And these people obviously aren't reading those contracts and just sign their life away. And then they get goaded into the get goaded into a reality show where they can't have sex with each other or lose money from a prize pool that they inevitably squander away by kissing each other. Uh, it's a good show. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. This is the fall of Western civilization and the epitome of late stage capitalism. Thank yeah, you, Kevin, for reminding me that the world is shit. Sometimes you have to watch just no, to... No, I agree with Kevin. Be... Yeah. I mean... No. no. It's no, a good show to you turn your Kevin. brain off, too, I guess. You know, I'm sometimes not saying that it's going to win any awards, uh, but it's a fun show. Uh, we also watched a new movie on Netflix called Outlaws with Adam Scott and Pierce Brosnan. I heard that was quite good. It was very good, actually. It's um, produced by Happy Madison, Adam Sandler's production company. Um, it was funny. It was smart. It had good action in it. I'm actually pretty impressed. It had the... Uh, Is that... Is that the film where the parents are bank robbers? Yes. I want to watch that. It looks really fun. It is. It is. I, it's worth it's watching. Pierce Brosnan getting to be fun. Who? Yeah. Pierce Brosnan yeah. doesn't frequently gets to be fun. I mean, he was fantastic in um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. He got to be a little comedic in that. Uh, he's done a couple other things. It's like I think Pierce Brosnan is an underrated actor, personally. Oh, Pierce Brosnan's fantastic. Sure. I, I think he, he kind sm- of yeah mm-hmm. lost his footing a little bit after he was James Bond. I think he didn't. Well, know it's kind of hard to regain your footing after you know you anchor a major tentpole franchise for yeah. you know ten years. You know, it's yeah, really hard true. to regain your footing. That is true. Like the same's gonna happen to Daniel Craig. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, it's like I'm certain Pierce Brosnan did a lot of work otherwise, but I mean, it's like it's less it's less public work is the problem. It's mm-hmm. less it's, like big, big, big stuff. It's the same with anyone who's been the doctor. Yep. Yeah, true. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Pretty funny. I enjoyed watching that. We watched that yesterday. So, yeah, that's what my my week's been like. Uh, I had one additional thing that I actually want to want to try and convince you guys as well to do something. <laughs> okay. Is it play Fortnite? Yeah, it is. Oh my god! I know. Please. Coming. Yeah, he said please. He has not said please up to this point. <laughs> That's true. 
Do you get you have like a friend code or referral bonus or some shit? No, he just wants to play with no, us. That's legitimately all he wants to do is he just wants to play with us. Fucking install COD, please. I'd honestly rather <laughs> staple my deck to a bullet train. I think because you would I like cannot play COD. That's the thing. I cannot play COD. I can't. It's too. The graphics are too realistic for me, and I cannot see anything. Which is fair. It's fair. That's that is something that can happen. He just he he has trouble differentiating what's going on in the world. Whereas things are cartoony. I mean, in Fortnite, so I can see shit. Yeah, I can see that being a criticism because yeah, I think the the criticism that I have mostly with COD is that. I shouldn't be able to hit people who are the side who are like smaller than my finger on the screen. But like, I feel like a lot of the deaths occur because of that. Like people are able to kill you from very far away, even without sniper rifles. And it's just like people should at least be big enough so that I can physically see them on my screen before they can kill me or I can kill them. Yep. So, yeah, I can see that as a criticism. Um, so will you play? I will probably give Send it a shot. Send me a referral okay. code. Yay! There is no referral code. There's no referral or anything. He doesn't get anything okay. for this. He just wants to play video games. I don't get anything for this. I just want to play games with you that, that I'm actually um, going to enjoy and have fun with as well. You know. But now I have to actually like read the TOS for Epic Game Store and make sure that I'm okay with that. I already have. It's the same bullshit. Yeah, it's just standard bullshit. Okay. I've been I've been increasingly more sensitive to standard bullshit working where I, I work now. Get you, <laughs> so, my guy. I yeah. understand completely. Yep. The same Anywho. bullshit you'll get from any other gaming company. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we talk? Very, very annoying. Um, we did have countries listening to the show this week: U.S., South mm-hmm. Africa, Canada, Germany, and that's only four. Wow. I'm sorry about mm-hmm. that. Failure. That's um, you have let us down. Someone bullshit while I find the fifth country. Uh, I'll bullshit by going through my last two weeks, Kevin. Yeah, oh, I was yeah, gonna say. Didn't... Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Totally missed that. Wow. One. <laughs> I appreciate you, Gav. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, I'm replaying the Torchlight series right now uh, because I'm not playing Diablo. So I'm replaying Torchlight 1. I'm almost done with it. I'm getting ready to replay Torchlight 2 afterwards. I probably won't be playing Torchlight Infinite. Um, That game's kind of a mess. It's kind of a mess. The game is a mess. It's an absolute fucking mess. It was it started originally being designed as a survival game. No, as a as a full third game to the Torchlight series. Then it became sort of like an MMO ARPG. Yeah. And then I think it went back to being a regular game. That's I true. don't know. It is true. Is that correct? Yes, because I was in the beta. Uh, yeah, Torchlight Infinite was, was the MMO, and then they split it off, and it became... Um, and then it became Torchlight 3, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Torchlight 3 was kind of a mess, if I remember correctly. When yeah, I played in the beta, it was absolutely a mess. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's, a different, it's a different developer than the first two Torchlights is part of the problem. Oh, I didn't know that either. 
I'm pretty certain it's a different developer. I'm taking a look real real. Because the original yeah, developer, Runic I Games. think, was on the Diablo team. Yes, Runic was part of the Diablo team, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yes, uh, Runic did uh, Torchlight 1 and Torchlight 2. And yeah. Runic did Torchlight 1 and Torchlight 2. And I, Ek- yeah. something, Ek- the Ektra Incorporated was the developer. Which is just another Gearbox studio. It looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am replaying the Torchlight series. I love the Torchlight. Yeah, uh, Runic went under and it's extra games now. Uh, Runic, uh, Torchlight is a fantastic series. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a very, very worthy successor to the Diablo franchise. Um. Mm-hmm. Even more so than um, Poe, I thought I thought Torchlight was very, very, very strong game, and I was very sad to see um, Runic go under in the third game, and then Infinite and all the other horseshit that's been going on with the with the IP since then. But um, the I first like two that. games are absolutely fantastic and definitely one hundred percent worth plays. I played the first one; it was good. Yeah, first one was fantastic. The second one is also very good. The second one. It, it it's it's Diablo to Diablo two level of changing to the game. Nice. Where you know the game stays still really strong, but there's a big difference in the gameplay. Oh. Um, I played GTFO with Kevin Nath and LB. Um, it's kind of an ex- it's a PVE extraction shooter, I guess. Kind of. Yeah, maybe. I guess that's one way to describe it. Yeah. That's why I said PVE. It's PVE extraction shooter, kind of. Maybe it's the problem is it's like it's got a firm structure of what's going on. So you have a mission that you're going in for. It's not just like an extraction shooter where it's just like you get sent in and you have to get stuff out and leave. It's very puzzly. Yeah, it's very puzzly. It's very sort of like left for dead ish. It gives me left for dead, big left for dead vibes. It's basically like puzzles and then a horde shooter and then more puzzles and then a horde shooter. It, it, I'm I'm yeah, I'm thinking very big left for dead. Vibe. Yeah, um, I played Remnant from the Ashes with LB and Neth because we were trying to find a game that the three of us could play together. Um, the first one, the second yes. one's not out yet, right? No, the second one comes out on the 25th. We're playing the first one right now. OK. Um, Call of Duty with Neth and a rotating cast. And recently I started playing Stellaris with LB. In the evenings when nobody else is online, we sit and play a multiplayer co-op slash maybe at some point this will turn bad. Game against each other. So, okay, uh, uh, I love Stellaris. Stellaris is one of my favorite games. I've spent far too much money on that game uh, buying DLC, Um, but it's still it's an absolute banger of a 4X game. Um. It's one of the best resort management sims I've ever played. So um, I absolutely love it. I always suggest people play it, um, but not if they value their wall. Okay. Um, and that's really it. Uh, I've been watching a lot of starting a lot of series on TV. Um, Perry and I are. We're caught up on Strange New Worlds. Well, actually, not, we, we might. Either. 
we might have another episode from this week available, possibly. I, I was literally watching episode four from last week. Uh, but when when I jumped on Discord, so I'm um, still got that to do. Yeah. So we've got we're watching Strange New Worlds. We were watching something on Hulu, some weeb shit on Hulu. I don't remember what it was. There was another series. Oh, we watched season three of The Witcher, volume one, season three of The Witcher. And we're watching Secret Invasion also. And we're getting ready to probably start watching what we do in the shadows again, because the new season's out. First three episodes of the new season are out. So nice. we're watching a lot of TV. That is good, though. Did everyone just die? No, no uh, sorry. I'm, I'm responding to Neff in 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 uh in the hosts real quick. Let's keep it moving. I already did countries. Okay. We've done countries. We don't have any feedback. We've got some stories to tell. Um, I I'll go ahead and start off with the ones that I've got real quick. Um, we're probably not going to lean too heavy into this, except for that big one at the top. So I'll leave that one until last. Um, payday three, uh, the third installment of the very long running, uh, payday franchise is going to be launching soon. Um, I believe it is September 25th or something along those lines. Um, it is going to be an online only title, which is a big departure from the previous two entries in the game, which allowed Mm. you to play a, which allowed you to play it offline with bots. Um, Starbreeze is saying it's because of its cross-play and cross-save nature that it requires it to be online at all times, and players are not happy about this. As always, online is a big issue. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised people had the same reaction with D3 initially. Yeah. I mean, this is the so the problem is, is that Starbreeze has done a lot of work on Payday 2. Payday 2 is considered a fairly beloved game by the folks that play it. Um, it is a it is train sim, is not quite train simulator levels of DLC, but there is a lot of DLC for the game. Mm-hmm. So the player base has kept the game alive and kept the studio alive by buying their DLC. And mm-hmm. now they're saying, oh, well, you can't play offline anymore. People are not happy about this to be honest understandable mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a case of without the community that they've built around payday 2 they wouldn't be a payday, payday that's, 3 that's that's the problem there's not so the thing is they tried to launch payday 3 years ago and then their studio got into some financial trouble, so they fell back on doing DLC for Payday 2 mm-hmm. to continue raising money and get them out of debt, which it did. Mm-hmm. They eventually got themselves out of debt just making Payday 2 DLC. And they funded Payday 3 basically the same way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's big problems with it. 
So I don't know. We're going to see how that ends up ends up hashing out. Um, I think it's going to be the same as Diablo 3. It people probably will bitch will. and complain, and then it'll come out, and well, then people will bitch and complain some more, and then it'll be forgotten. Well, the Payday community is a smaller community than the Diablo... Pardon me. The Payday community is a smaller community than the Diablo community, so it might... It might end up a little bit worse for Starbreeze. Um, it just depends on if the player base is willing to basically take the studio down with them with the game. Because they're they're a single game studio for the most part, so all of their eggs are in one basket at a time. Mm. So. Um, we'll see. Um. In addition to that, um, Xbox has announced that they will be rolling out a new feature on consoles that allows you to roll back and record 60 seconds of audio to submit on the report for a report. And it is uh, being touted as an anti-toxicity measure and to create a more robust reporting system because at up to this point, there wasn't really a way for players to report, you know, bad voice comm behavior rather than other than just reporting, hey, voice comms bad. Mm-hmm. Um, this is being rolled out initially in English speaking countries only mm-hmm. uh, to start with. Uh, and I believe this is very likely just a pilot program. We'll see how it goes at this point. Um, now, other game now game developers and publishers do have this kind of thing in built in uh, to some of their clients. I believe Riot has something very similar to yep. for use in Valorant and in League. Mm-hmm. Um, other developers do this as well, but this is um, coming from the console manufacturer to start with. So this will be very interesting to see how this all shakes out and see if this does actually contribute to a reduction in toxicity in the player bases. I don't think it will, because toxic people will always be toxic, but... probably. You know, it's nice to see them trying. Yeah. Do you think that this is a generational thing? Do you think that, like, as time goes on, people will treat their online persona more like talking face-to-face to another human? That's something that people have hoped for. So yeah. that was what Real ID on Battle.net was about. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah, because at one point, if you, if I don't know, do you remember the stink of it? I fact, remember oh, the real ID stink, which, you know, I'm signed up. I'm real ID on Battle.net. Same. You yeah, and I are too. real ID. We're, we're all real, we're real ID, ID friends. friends. Yeah, we're all real ID friends. But the whole purpose was, was, to redu- was to strip that level of anonymity from a player from being just a name Screen to name. being a name and a being your real name. Right. Being who you actually are, so that you know your actions have consequences in the real world. You know, shocking. So real ID. So when real ID came out, it was initially just the friends list. Yes, and then they were planning to make it your forum name as well. Yes, that was the big and one. That's where the stink showed up because well, there's real ID on the friends list was optional. There's a long tradition of shit posting in the Blizzard general forums and mm-hmm. being just the most toxic person you can be. Mm-hmm. Because the worst that would happen is, guess what? You get banned on the forums. They're not going to ban your account unless you do something egregious. Mm-hmm. But, you were saying... It showing up on the forums means your name, your real name, 
is attached to the to those egregious comments. Mm-hmm. So there's actual potential real life and an, real life consequences. I mean, how many fucking Central Park Karens have been fired in real life because of the shit they pull in in, in the videos that show up on TikTok? Yeah. So, you know. Yep. So, well, here's let's the thing. hope it helps. I was okay with it. I was, I was fine with it. Okay I was totally fine with it. I was completely okay with it. I was okay with the whole concept because I don't say things. Okay, besides that one time I said something in trade that got me a ban, you know, I've never said anything bad in a video game. Truly egregiously bad. Oh. I mean, I... You, we say terrible things to each other. To each other. Oh, that's yeah. a different story. But that's a different story. Yeah. I've, I... You don't do it to a random person in a video game. Yeah. The, th- much... the thing is, is that when text chat began there were methods to filter text chat for bad words right to mask bad words and things like that when voice chat began they don't have a way to do that the technology still doesn't exist to just you know if they hear a bad word to filter it out well and then the problem is is that you also have cultural issues that erupt because of that there are bad words in English that are not bad words in other languages, and there are other languages that sound like bad words in English. Yeah, but I mean, some of that could be... No, 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 you no, know. no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have the perfect story, a perfect example for this. Perfect Is it about cunt? No. Okay. Uh, okay, keep the racial slurs to a minimum, Christopher, okay? I'm not going to say the word. Okay, that's fine. My friend from Romania has actual surname when pronounced is literally the n-word wow but that's his actual birth name dave Chappelle did a skit about that on the Chappelle show 15 years ago no no but i'm saying it's a perfect example his actual name so when pronounced as the n-word but it's not spelt like that it's his surname sony literally would not let because when he got a ps5 to play 16 sony would literally not let him use his surname as his name it literally has to be his first name with the word test afterwards wow <laughs> that's great that's crazy he's now changed it they've changed it but it's just his surname with an initial now it's just interesting. So there are real world instances of these things happening. So a voice model is never going to do the world word is never going to do things correctly. Well, it's certainly a lot harder than text filtering. Oh yeah. No, um, it's damn sight harder than text. filtering. I'm I'm sure that it, you know, that technology can be enhanced over time. Because we'll have AI modeling and stuff to be able to do context clues and figure out if it's... Oh, yeah, because AI famously is great at context clues. The other other article that I didn't post here was about how Unity is also rolling that out, but they're using, like, um, the tone of someone's voice and how they're talking to also factor into if they think it is flaming or not. Because if... You know, obviously, if someone's screaming into the microphone, it's, you know, 
probably a higher chance that they're upset and you stupid you know, blink, blank, 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 blank. Yeah, you, exactly. You, your mother blank, blank, blanks, and I'm gonna blank, blank, blank you after school. Yeah. Sounds uh, so stupid when you add the blanks. You, yeah, I know. you sound like sound like you've done that before, actually. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe a long time ago. Maybe a long time ago. Okay, but yeah, I mean, I think that will help because yeah, if if someone's yelling, they're probably more likely that they're yelling profanity or being upset. And like, I don't care if they're doing profanity or not. I'm sure you can find ways to flame people that aren't using bad words. And people oh, yeah. do that all the time. Hey, you, know, you did a so. really great job there, buddy. You wanna you wanna come on back here? <laughs> let's uh, let's work sar- it, let's work this together. Okay, sarcasm detecting bot is now the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really great shot, buddy. You really missed him. You know, it's just he moved. You would have had him had he stayed still for another fifteen seconds on top of the sixty seconds he was already standing still. Yeah. You know, it's just it's so sad. You know, he, he just just moved like that, man. Just suddenly. But once they start getting these voice clips, right, and, you know, people are reporting people for being toxic, they'll start to be able to build AI models around what the similarities are in those sound clips to hopefully detect some of that stuff first so that it could be flagged automatically and reviewed by a human to see if it was toxic. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that they're going to get permission to have my fucking voice samples on file for the remainder of all eternity and use them in commercial products. I'm super glad about that. I mean, these podcasts are freely available for them to, which I, 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 I know, I know we can plug that into a monitor and I can make you say whatever the fuck I want you to say. That's the crazy part. Just from this podcast. There's, there's freaking there's almost 200 episodes worth of stuff. There is freaking probably more than 500 hours there's three to 500 hours of trainable audio to use in here and there are some of those that well i don't have any of the files anymore but we used to record separately so you know you could just isolate my files completely yeah absolutely yeah it doesn't take a whole lot to train a bare bones model Mm -hmm. that's the scary part but you know, and this is this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's going to get better and better over time and faster. So, yeah, crazy. Just put me in the goddamn simulation already. <laughs> we're all going to be in an upload world in our consciousness. Wait, we're not in a simulation? World. We could be. No, we are very likely not in a simulation. We're probably but a in lot a of people like to, A lot of people like to say that we probably are, and science says we are very likely yeah. are in a simulation. Next, you'll be telling me the world isn't flat. This whole universe could just be like in a cup of water and there could be thousands of others. This whole universe, this whole universe, this solar system, by God, is riding on the back of a giant turtle named Atun Shea, who is then perched upon a giant goddamn elephant. I'm just waiting for flat earthers to just try and crucify us. (laughs) Um, no. So, yeah, it's it's good progress. I mean, I think Neth can attest that, you know, from what she said, women kind of get it the worst online yeah. and pl- when they play games. As soon as she opens her mouth, people oh, are yeah. just it's talking very, shit it's about women. Bad, yeah. So Ridiculous. I've insane. seen it happen a few times, too. It's, it's... I was like, Neth and I were playing Call of Duty and we were playing DMZ and she asked, hey, do we want to pick this guy up? And I was like, 
you make the choice. You make the call. She picks him up, and he immediately just starts talking about, like, oh, he makes cracking jokes. He's just like, oh, just try to get, 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 get in this kitchen and get me a sandwich kind of thing. I was like, mm, we made a mistake. We're leaving. <laughs> oh, damn. Really? Wow. Yeah, I'm not shitting yeah. you. In the slightest. She picked him up. She rescued him. He said hello. She said hello back. And then he immediately just started going into like, I can make some jokes about get me a sandwich. It was bad. It was not great. Shouldn't have saved him. I mean, yes. In general, we should not. This country is way too fucking big. That's all I have to say. <sighs> what do you mean that your country is way too fucking big? I'm in the UK, it's a tiny island and it's just as bad. Fair enough. Alright. Um, other stories? Um, I have Neth's story we can talk about. Um, Chris, did you want to talk a little bit about the, four, uh, the uh, 14 stuff going on? Uh, yes, if you don't mind, I'll do that real quick. Yeah. Um, right, so... Uh, there's there's two stories that I put in, but they kind of all wrap together. <clears throat> so, uh, by the time we record our next show, which will be in two weeks' time, the U the US Fan Festival in Las Vegas will have taken place. Oh, will will be in progress. Uh, the Fan Festival kicks off on Friday the twenty eighth. Uh, at seven uh, five p.m. GMT, um, with the uh, uh, now, oh, Jesus Christ, I cannot English today. Producer, well, that's good because you're Scottish, not English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being nice. I'm being nice. I'm calling you by your preferred fucking country. I'm Chris. I love to just suck English dicks. Oh my god, this is getting reported. <laughs> Clip and report. Feel free, guys. It will kick off on the 28th uh, for day one at 5 p.m. GMT with Yoshi P, director and producer of Final Fantasy XIV, uh, doing the keynote speech, which will be an hour and a half long, discussing all the major announcements for what's to come for Final Fantasy XIV. This will include, based on what we've had at previous uh, FanFests and what should be the expansion announcements FanFests, we will get the announcement of the new expansion. So what the next two years worth of Final Fantasy story uh, will be focused around, as well as the first of two new jobs. Um, very likely that we're going to be seeing a physical ranged and a caster DPS just on the numbers of what we have. Uh, we have, what, four tanks, four healers, five melee, and we only have three fizz range and three casters. So very likely we're going to be getting a new fizz range, a new caster to kind of round everything out. Tell them why I'm disappointed about that. Because previously uh, it has been said that Final Fantasy fourteen will be making some jobs that will be exclusive to Final Fantasy fourteen, rather than grabbing other jobs from previous installments. There are plenty of fucking jobs left from Final Fantasy Tactics. Goddamn. That's not to say that they will only be making new jobs. You know Still, I'm right. We don't have a goddamn geomancer. Are they adding blow? 
Cocaine? What? Are they um, adding cocaine? I mean, blow. technically, they, add, they added cocaine back in Realm Reborn. No, blow jobs. Uh... God damn it. <laughs> Guys are so easy. <laughs> Literal facepalm. Wow. I haven't done that the Chris in a in a long time. Nor the act. Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, look look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, buddy. That I deserve. Go on. I have never been so fucking disappointed in a human being in my entire life. Never had so much unnatural rage coursing no through my veins. That? Okay, must just be no, me. No, we just thought we were done with those jokes, finally. <laughs> must just be me. Oh my god. Okay, so... um. Yes, there will be multiple things going on, um, including a the Realm Revisited uh, event, which will be a celebration uh, of the upcoming 10-year anniversary for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, there will be piano performances at the uh, to close off day one, and day two kicks off with the next producer live letter, um, which will not only we're assuming will not only to be discussing. Uh, the uh, upcoming expansion, but what sh we should be getting in the next patch, which will be 6.5. Aren't those, like, live letters usually, like, eight hours long? Uh, no, not always. Not um, they're normally about an hour and a half, two hours at most, okay. typically. Uh, the only time they've had, like, a super long live letter was the pre-expansion live letter for Endwalker, which was like four or five hours, I believe. Um, and as always, day two will be ending with the Primals live in concerts. I fucking love the Primals. I, lo I love it when we get the Primals. They're so good. The music in Final Fantasy XIV just, ah, so fucking good. Um, but yes, so we will find out. We will talk about it next week. Not next week, in two weeks' time. About the expansion. You ready for that conversation, guys? Sure. Maybe. Wow. Is it going to be a new story now? Um, not yet. So the oh. title and Zodiac arc from... I was going to say, that's Orn done. ...finished at Endwalker. When End that, was, that finished at Endwalker's launch content. Yep. Mm -hmm. We've been building a new story from then on. Yeah, okay. I haven't played in a while. Got it. Like, a long while. I'm not saying what it's about because... Spoilers. But, uh, yeah, it's very good. I'm, I'm, I, I'm very much enjoying what's going on just now. Yep, cool. everybody has to re-roll completely. No benefits. Um, just to, just just as a point, live letters are typically in Jap in Japanese only. However, this one because it's at a li at, at a um at a uh, oh USA. my god, what's it called? No, America. Announcement. It's an announcement. It's because it's part. Thank you. Because it's part of an announcement and it's at FanFest. It'll be English and Japanese. 
Nice. They typically don't have English translations live during the shows unless it is a big deal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, you know, major, major, major patch yeah. things, major oh, expansions. The last live letter that was Japanese to English translation live was the pre-expansion Endwalker one. Mm-hmm. Every other one has just been Japanese since then. Well, I mean, he did. I mean, the it wasn't like fully translated live, but, you know, well, actually, no, it was translated live with Yoshi P tearfully apologizing because the game got delayed. That was that 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 oh, was yeah. live because that, that was that was translated live because it was during the Endwalker. It was during the pre-expansion one because it was delayed oh. by two weeks when it was two weeks out. Yep. And it was because and everybody was upset because the they missed the full moon or the new moon. They missed the new moon, but it wasn't a case. People weren't people were more upset that they missed the new moon than anything else. Like yep. people didn't really care about vacation time. It was like, people oh, that's really pretty cool. Care. It's like we it's like so here's the thing. F F F14 is delayed. There's a fucking good reason. Mm-hmm. Because they don't delay. They do not delay shit. So if it's delayed, there's a good reason. So like most most people were fine with it. Yep. Perfect. That's all I wanted to chat about. Okay. Nice. Um there was one other thing besides Neth's story that I wanted to mention, and I'm trying to remember what it was. I might remember it as as I talk, but I am going to talk about Neth's story. She actually like a very interesting CBC report um, that is really wild if you're inside of these spaces. Um, so this study was done by a group of individuals uh, at the Seattle Video Game History Foundation. Um, says nine out of ten classic video games are critically un- endangered and unavailable on the modern gaming market. And they, this is relating to games before 2010. Games released before 2010, nine out of ten of them are unavailable on a modern market. So they are inaccessible to this point. Correct. Not to um, say you couldn't find them used. Right. No, that's still even the problem. Is it still finding them even used is a problem. You have to remember, Kevin, thousands and thousands of games are released every console generation. There's mm-hmm. only a couple of them that are really big news, big deals that might, you know, be generational games that last a while. Yeah. Like, do you remember the the short lived platformer um, actiony kind of game Jersey Devil on the PlayStation? No, no. I do. I'm going to have trouble going out and find two of the three people here don't remember that game. So I'm going to go out and have trouble finding it if I try to try to locate it. Because even in this 66% of this conversation doesn't know the game. All right. Um, let's say I um, remember Soul Blade. Yes, I remember Soul Edge and Soul Blade. Kevin and Soul Calibur. No. Before Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur became the name, but it was Soul Blade first. Soul Edge in the U.S. Oh, was it Soul Edge? I believe it was Soul Edge in the U.S. But yes, I I, I knew where you were going with that. Um, like think of think of all of the arcade games 
that don't have ports between right now and 1970. 50 years. There's a lot of games that went in arcades that never got like never got console releases. There are there are consoles out there that have less than 10% of their games having been available in some modern format or another. Mm-hmm. So the the example they use is before 1985, less than 4% of video games are available. Which is wa- uh, wild because this is all just software, right? And we it's can't find a way to... But that's yeah. the problem with software. Somebody has to have the forethought of preserving it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Is, perfect. Now, is, uh, another example, but it's more modern. RuneScape, old school RuneScape. Mm-hmm. The only reason that exists is because they randomly found a copy of the 2004 save source code. Only, oh, 2007 source code. It's the only reason that exists. But it's in, you have to think of it this way, Kevin. It's this is not that the games aren't preserved, okay? These games are preserved. There are preservation societies out there, including the Video Game History uh, Foundation, that, you know, did this, did this, specifically did this. Um, the games are preserved at an archival level, but they are not available at a consumer level. Okay. So I, I mentioned Jersey Devil. Well, if that's not available on the PlayStation Store, I might have to go try to track down a copy of it, and I might not be able to track down a copy of it. Um, Unholy I even, War. Unholy I don't War. Even think you, I, was gonna say, I don't even think you could find a copy of, like, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, uh, no, that's... Like, that's, a, a usable the more popular, copy. The more, yeah, the more popular games, you're more likely to be able to find it. Metal Gear Solid is a massive, massive game, and disc resurfacing is a thing. So it's super likely that you could find a copy of the original Metal Gear Solid, but going and finding a more obscure game, finding Unholy War. Unholy War was a real time, was a uh, turn based strategy game that launched with the PlayStation or was a very early PlayStation game. I played the shit out of it on a demo disc. Do either of you remember that game? No, Nightmare Creatures. Do either you remember that? I remember Nightmare Creatures. I remember Nightmare Creatures personally. It was I a fucking fantastic love game. Nightmare Creatures. It's a fantastic game. Um, but there's a lot of video games out there that are unavailable at a at a personal consumer level. Mm. There are, like I said, there are tons of foundations that preserve games. There was um, what's his name? Some guy wailed and spent thirty three thousand dollars buying all of the stuff that was available on the Nintendo Switch shop on the Nintendo eShop before it shut down mm-hmm. for the 3DS and the Wii U. He bought every piece of media that was available and on those and he saved that media he has got physical saved copies of that media and he donated them to a uh to a preservation society or a museum so those physical games are those physical downloads of the games are available still at this point it's it's just weird that like a library or something doesn't exist where you could rent or you know use these games and play them Kevin, ninety percent of our, and this is this is a, this is a made up number. Sounds right to me. Ninety percent of all written word no longer exists. Like, think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Like the proportions of written word that we have st- 
restored and preserved is infinitesimal yeah. compared to all of the written word that has existed in all of human history. Hmm. Like there are functional dead spots in our history and our written history that we don't know anything about because we don't have records from that period for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. So yes, while these, while these preservation groups and these museums might have these games available in their stacks, in their, in their permanent collection that's not available for you or me or chris to go out and buy a copy of it right easily it's not easily available to go buy a copy of it and crash also brings up a very good point about the modern issue with this is that always online games so payday 3 like i was talking about when payday 3 goes offline when their servers shut down in a couple of years or how 10 years five years two years one year whatever that's true the game's gone the game's just gone Mm -hmm. guys we have a modern example literally a modern Overwatch. Overwatch, yeah. Yeah. Overwatch, Overwatch no, no longer, longer exists. exists. As mm-hmm. it existed when the game launched, it no longer exists. Destiny 2, the game no longer exists as it launched. Yep. I do not, and then this, this is a complaint I have made many times. I no longer have access to Destiny 2 that I bought. We're aware. Yeah. So and these, these, are, these are very modern issues that we don't really, that people don't really think about. But it's like, even if you go back to 2005 to 2009, they've got a, cert, they've got a chart here. 2005 to 2009, um, less than 20% of games produced between 2005 and 2009 are commercially available easily. Chris, you were how old in 2007? Uh, 16, 17. You were 16 years old in 2007. 2007 i was in my 20s there are games from that time period that are unavailable on easy and an easy way to access and crash is saying oh yeah time to go to gog and empty my wallet but the problem is there are games on there are tons of games that gog doesn't have right and the problem we're talking about is games that do not have any sort of commercially available way to be purchased or to be utilized or played. And this is, it's very terrifying. You, you look at it, um, compare it to, um, and what they compare it to in the, in the article is, <laughs> compared to other media, the, uh, the Video Game Historical Foundation co-director, Kelsey Lewin, said, the availability of classic games is only slightly better, slightly better, than the availability of American silent films and audio recorded before World War II. Wow. That's ridiculous. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the comparison that I thought was interesting was like, imagine if you could only watch Titanic on VHS. And that's exactly, that's exactly the thing that they say in the article. It's like, imagine if yeah. you can only watch Titanic, was to find a used VHS and maintain vintage <laughs> equipment to watch it. Right, right. Now, there are people that'll do that. There's 100%. I know people that have classic systems and they exclusively use those because they only want to play things in their original format. And I get that 100%. The, my, my N64 still, still works. The, the, the one way that some of this is being dealt with, like through um, Nintendo, is like, oh, buy our online service and have access to yep. these old games. It's like, 
my parents paid for that shit years ago like i should have access to it <laughs> like just because i can't play that system because it doesn't work with modern tvs is not a reason why you should charge me more money for it but i don't know um so certain like nintendo has made some strides to make those games available on newer systems but the fact that they're using it as a way to suck more money out of you i think is kind of cheesy and not consumer friendly because it's I mean, like these games should I, take nothing to just play anymore you know i agree entirely i i, I will say i do have the PlayStation subscription that allows me access to their PS, their their classics collection. And you've only got a fraction of the games they ever released for mm-hmm. PS1, mm-hmm. 2, 3. Yeah. I mean, and the, Vita. Ma- the Metal Gear ones are coming soon. So that's yeah, one of the things I'm super wildly, excited about. Wildly popular series of games. So, and you know, part of the reason behind that, do you know why? Why? The PS3 is difficult as shit to emulate. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, the the thing is with that, and you know, I've hit this myself, is like for music, there was a lot of CDs I bought and dug for and found and had in my collection, but once those services were replaced with like the online catalog of music, my music didn't exist there. And you know, there was little way to upload that and have access to the music that I've purchased and wanted to listen to. And like the same is going to happen with video games. Like you'll have bought some esoteric game like Jersey devil. And then that's not going to be available in PlayStation or Nintendo's online catalog. And then that game's going to be lost forever. And it's like, it sucks for the people that like those things. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, what happens if, you know, what happens in 30 years, you know, let's say in 30 years, I'm, I'm on my deathbed and I'm the last person in the world who remembers Jersey devil. There's almost impossible to find physical. I mean, let's be honest. You might, you might already be that. Yeah. True. Yeah. There. Um, I might be the last person on the planet who remembers Jersey devil for the PlayStation. And I, I die. What happens then? Does this game cease to be because, you know, there's no longer a record of it. Mm-hmm. What happens? Ah, right. yes. LB has found me a copy on eBay. Thank you, LB. Okay. How much so LB? That's about forty-five bucks. That's not too bad. Bucks. It's not unreasonable. But there, there should be a way to play those games. Like, not just like I'm glad well, they're preserving the source code, but like there really needs to be a way to play those games. Because like now my brother has kids, right? And certain games are like what we had when we were kids, but. Some of like they should be able to like replay the games that we played when we were kids. I am very you know? sad that there's no way to play the old Warcraft 3 now. Um, so there is a toggle in Reforge that allows you to play with the original look in the modern engine, but yeah, not the same. And you know, what? it's not quite the same. No, it's not 100% the same. No disagreement there from me. But yes, it's it's it's. There's unless you go out, the, the problem is going out and buying physical media rather than being able to just easily find the game and play it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, for if I have to go back go out and buy physical media, oh, here's a 9.6 graded version of Jersey Devil for $1,595 US. Don't you just <sighs> love that whole grading system and everything, guys? God damn. Sure, sure. Let's make everything collectible. Yeah, everything is collectible, don't you know? So, I, don't yeah. you know? I, I mean, I hope, like, Honestly, where this story needs to go, in my opinion, is like who's working on the emulation technology that we can deem, you know, uh, archival relevant and we can start playing some of these games as, you know, for legitimate, you know, non copyright infringing ways um, without it costing us more money to do so. You know, it's just. See that last see that last thing? That's where the problem that last thing you said, that's mm-hmm. where the problem's gonna come in. Yeah. Is that everyone wants to, you know, say that you're infringing copyright by using an emulator and by playing. No, a game. that's not it's not the last the very last thing you said. What? And not cost extra money. <laughs> that's where the problem's gonna come in. I mean, I mm-hmm. would be if it was something like Netflix, right, where it was like pay a monthly fee and get access to old games. But I that's I what would... they're doing. That's 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 what some of them are doing. But the problem is, is that like okay, so you know, remember how I mentioned that there was the guy who bought the 3ds, yeah, 3ds yeah. shop. Um, okay, so before the 3ds shop was shut down, only twelve percent of Nintendo's games ever released were available in an easily in an easy to access way without having to do expensive original um hardware with the eShop shutting down it went to six percent god damn sick yeah it went from 12 percent to six percent of games available kind of insane so Yes, and that's the problem, is that, yes, you can... There is a market for enthusiasts to go buy original hardware. That exists. Mm -hmm. That is 150% a thing. But the problem is trying to find things for people who are just playing the game, who just want to play the game. They don't want to be an enthusiast about things. They want to go, oh, I want to go back and play XYZ game that existed 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, in 1984, you know, we're talking Atari, we're talking, no, 99, yeah, 40 years ago. We're talking Commodore 64, Atari 2600s, things like that at that time frame. The problem is not that it is not available. They are available. The problem is having what hoops you have to jump through to engage with that thing. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to download an emulator and find ROMs and all this bullshit just to be able to play a game. That was the beauty of a console is you plug the fucking game in and press the power button and it works. And I don't feel like that's what it is anymore. Oh, no, it's definitely 100% not what it is anymore. 150%, my guy. And that shit's quasi-legal. I don't even, you know... It's a legal gray area, and that's exactly what the emulation scene is. It is a legal gray area. Yeah. 
Well, and then the problem, part of the problems you're getting right now is that there's so many remasters going out. There's so many remakes happening that a game that would have been considered abandoned where 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Well, the the developer and that publisher is going to be like, no, we're going to watch, keep a close eye on this. We're not letting anybody do anything. It's kind of this edge sword where, you know, it's harder and harder to get the original content that existed because there's this remake cycle that's happening right now. So it's it's just kind of eh. Not a huge very, No. no eh. I, there, there's no easy way around that. That's the problem. Yep. Chris, um, oh, uh, what was the year you were born again? Nine. What are you checking? I'm just looking up stuff. There are lots of games that came out in December of 1990. Okay. Mega Man 3. The original F-Zero. Dr. Mario. Super Mario World. Final Fantasy 3. These are games that came out. They're all popular enough that they're, I think, emulated on no, well, they're easy, they should, they're all easily available enough. Um, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker came out in December of 1990. It, it just sucks, you know. Like, I'm sure, Gavril, did your mom or dad hand you a book at some point in your life and say, like, oh, I read this when I was a kid, you should read this? Yeah, that happened yeah. more than once. Yeah, that, that's impossible to do now with some of these games, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's very incredibly difficult at this point. That, that whole notion things, yeah. just, I think, is one of the use cases that I think makes this suck so bad. You know, like, the... Um, I got my brother the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game for Christmas on Switch that was in there. I remember you talking about... You were yeah, asking about suggestions for it. Yeah. They loved that. They fucking... Like, they played the shit out of that game. He said it was so much fun for them. But he played with his two kids. Um, and it's, like, just that, like, nostalgia and that experience, you know, is, like, something that is very difficult to get otherwise. And I'm a sh- You know, I'm upset that we won't be able to do that for other games that we're playing and things like that. Or like being able to show an old movie like Mandy never saw um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and we watched that. You know, like that's something Mm -hmm. that isn't possible with some of these games and those experience, I think, are equal to books and movies that should be able to be replayed. I mean, it's it's terrifying to sit and think that there is so many things that are unavailable. Mm hmm. Yeah. That might be unavailable in the future. Yeah. I mean, I would be more upset if some of the classic games, like some of the Legend of Zelda stuff, wasn't available at all. Like, that would be even more, like, upsetting to me. But, you know, some um, of For a is... long time, actually, the, the CDI games were unavailable. They were not really lost media-ish. I think they were lost media-ish. Mm-hmm. Um the CDI stuff was unavailable for quite a while because it was a failed console, you know? Right. There were very few of the consoles produced and it's hard to find them. Right. Atari Jaguar 
Does anybody remember the Atari Jaguar? Yes, but I yeah, no. <laughs> Think of all the games that were Atari Jaguar exclusive, Kevin. We're we're hitting like super deep cuts now. I think we've yeah. made our point. Yes. Yes, I think we've made our point on this quite succinct. Um it's it's terrifying to see where the where the world is going with this, and I hope that we develop a way so that uh more games are more available to people over a wider spread than currently are. Um Kevin, you had Season of the Malignant uh down? Yeah. You want to touch um, on that real fast? I'll briefly touch on this. You have to start a new character, but you don't have to refine the map and you don't have to refine the Lilith shrines. Um there's going to be a free and a paid tier on the battle pass. The free tier will give you the crafting mats so that you can do the shit in the season. The paid tier will give you cosmetics. There's going to be a seasonal quest line, which is probably not that long. There's going to be um, seasonal blessings that allow you to increase XP gains or find more rare materials, etc. There will be... Um, different things that you can only earn in the season, like seasonal titles. There's going to be a new power system where you can plug stuff into jewelry like you do gems. And those things will have different powers that are kind of like legendary powers in a way. And you'll have to power them up through doing mechanics in the season. There is a new boss battle that's kind of like the Lilith fight, but not as like hardcore as that. It's just kind of a it's like a significant boss, but not like an endgame significant boss. And then there's new gear. There's going to be six new unique items to discover and seven new legendary aspects to learn. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty um, decent patch for like a seasonal content. It's more in line with like what you're getting from other seasonal content in modern day games. And I think much more than you were getting in Diablo 3 from a seasonal standpoint. So it looks fun. It starts in five days. Go for it. You will have to start a new character from level one. But you don't have to do the story. You don't have to do... Well, if you've done the story, you can story skip on any other character. So did you finish the story, Chris? Yes. Okay, so yeah, you're fine there. You don't have to refine the map if you've found all the nodes on the map. And you don't have to refine the Lilith Shrines, which is one of the most annoying parts of that game. I know. So yeah. Well, actually exploring and looking at shit? No. It's it's fun until you've spent 2 weeks doing it and you still can't find 3 shrines in a zone that's very that's, big. That's at that point when you when you've given up just search online. Yep, that's that's exactly what I did. Um the other thing Gav that I wanted to mention was Mm-hmm. I did see the new Indiana Jones movie. I don't know if uh, I mentioned that on the last show. How terrible was it? I believe you did. No, because I saw it on fine. the 4th, which was since we did last show. Okay. Um, it wasn't as terrible as Crystal Skull. We getting ready to see it, and we, yeah. we, were, we were shitting on it, yeah. Crystal Skull was sword, like worse. Eight or something? Yeah, he's like 83. The whole first section of the movie was done with the de-aging technology, which I hate. It's It's super dumb, like, you know, just... I don't know. Find a younger actor and just do that. I don't know. Anyway, 
remember when we remember when we just used to find older actors or younger actors when we needed to like go back in time or forward in time <laughs> like man yeah that's not a thing anymore just use this well, de-aging okay, tech. So part of the problem with that is that so many of these hollywood actors that we have have been in the business for so long that people know what they look like when they were younger yeah that's okay. part of the issue like sam jackson his career goes back 40 50 years yep so the movie is like i still like we re, like i said we rewatched uh last crusade right before we saw this and mm-hmm. i still like last crusade the best i i think it's like one of the best indiana jones maybe the first one's okay too but um yeah, so it wasn't as good. A lot of it stars um, that girl that was in Fleabag, and I don't want to say the Fleabag girl. Uh, Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Phoebe Waller-Bridgers? Yeah, I mean, she's like carrying the film, essentially, because Harrison Ford is so goddamn old. Um, and that's fine, but like her character is not like a likable character. You have to see the movie. I don't want to give too much of it away, but overall, um, not as it's good not, as Last Crusade, but probably worth watching. A, it's not a Kate Blanchett Nazi slash Soviet commie. There's Nazis in it. If you if that's There's your thing, Gav. Yeah, no, there were there were no Nazis in Crystal Skull. It was the Soviets. And there was oh, no Nazis. Wait, in you're, two. You're, acting, you're acting like a fucking I acknowledge Crystal Skull. You're funny. <laughs> um it does have some tie-ins to crystal skull in terms of like it lives in a world in which crystal skull existed and you know references things that occurred in crystal skull which i totally forgot and had to be reminded of those things and i agree with this crystal skull doesn't exist but um i we had a situation where it was like ten dollar movie tickets because it was on tuesday for the fourth of july so we just like went to the movies for super cheap and oh, I went know. to see Little Mermaid. I saw Little Mermaid too. It was very good. I enjoyed it. It was good. I liked it too. They actually gave Eric some backstory and a bit more of a bit more character development rather than just being the woke mind virus. <laughs> the woke mind virus. Yeah. Um, and no, Hallie was fucking great. I I um enjoyed that it was like more Caribbean themed. Than I was expecting yes, it to be. I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was a nice little change. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I I loved uh, gen- genuinely. I thought Callie was fantastic. Davy Diggs was um, was amazing as Sebastian. So fucking good. And um, S- Sebastian's oh my God. a snitch. Yes, yeah, Sebastian's a snitch, but we love Sebastian. <laughs> it's fine. Um, okay. And uh, so. Aquafina, oh my god, the gender swap for Scuttle and Aquafina playing Scuttle was mwah, perfect. She has that yeah. perfect Scuttle energy. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a solid movie. Oh. I actually have I actually have another film movie thing to talk about. I just remembered that. Okay. Um Chris. Have you had a chance to sit down and watch Nimona yet on uh, Netflix? What's Nimona? Uh, it is based off of a comic, a short comic series um, from the 2000s. Um, and it is about a shapeshifter and a knight. And it's animated. 
It's an animated film. Yeah, uh, Chloe Grace Moritz and Riz Ahmed. Mm. Why does Riz Ahmed's name sound familiar? He's done some stuff. He's done some stuff. He's done some stuff. He's done. He's done some things, man. <laughs> he's 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 worked. He's worked. <laughs> and there's another guy, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. There's another guy, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It was very cute. I liked it. It was good. Um, I had read part of the comic back in the day. Mm-hmm. As like an independent comic, an independent web comic kind of thing. I'd read part of the comic back in the day and thought it was good. So when I popped up, um, lots of lots of Pride Month allegories, kind of things you could throw in there. Okay. So uh, I thought it was uh, good. send me the name and I'll have a look at it. Sure. Because I will forget by the time I'm gonna sit down and watch something. Yeah, we actually just watched the trailer of that last night and it looks decent. It was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. Um, plot was a little bit condensed and they did some changes but the uh the original uh author of the comic uh was actually part of the production staff so they got to do a lot of uh input on that so uh, nice. these changes were all done with the blessing of the author so that's always good yeah. um the interesting thing about it is that it was originally pitched to Disney Disney picked it up and then let it go. And Netflix picked it up afterwards. The production was like three quarters of the way done. Like oh halfway. God, Netflix is actually done. doing a good, good, uh, Netflix actually doing a good idea. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I thought it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was just a cute little movie. So. Oh. Um, tomorrow we actually have plans to see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh, God. I um, cannot watch anything with Tom Cruise in it. I can't either. Word to it a lot. I cannot deal with the Scientology of it all. <laughs> I mean, death of the author. Um, yeah, that's my excuse. I think you're the. I think you're the only person in here that will deal with Tom Cruise. Yep. I don't particularly like Look, him. I just don't think he's a good actor. I'm, I'm telling you, kind of, like this I don't genre. Think he's a good actor. Right. The the heist. The action. Like this is like. This is me and Mandy's shit. Like, we will watch basically anything heist-related, because that's what these movies are, really. They're, try- they're always trying to steal something, right? Um, that's what I love about these films. They're so good. And, uh, yeah, even if it's bad, it's so good. I don't rate Tom Cruise as an actor, and just the Scientology of it all just makes it even worse. The, the fact that he... Scientology of it all. The fact that he mm-hmm. learned how to ride a motorcycle and parachute and then do them both together just for a stunt in the film is remarkable. Whether you like the guy or not, I think it's impressive that he goes through all this training to do these stunts and stuff and routinely hurts himself doing it. But the, um, the fact that yeah. he won't tell us where Shelly is is kind of a problem for me. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's one of my biggest concerns. Anyway, We're gonna get so, shut down by by Scientologists. I, I thought that uh, he doesn't know who Shelley McTaggart is. Miscavay. McTaggart, isn't it? Um. So, uh, her 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 married name is uh, Miscavay. M i s c v i g e h something like that. I was having fun with yeah. talk. I didn't Miscavige. know we were Thank gonna you. get into this. Miscavige. Like... That's it. I. I, I Smashing the two together, it was it was smashing the two together. It was kind of similar. You're you're Scottish. Let's let's say more words that are going to get us flagged. Okay. 
Um, no, no. The, uh, that, yeah, the fact that he won't tell us where she is, I don't trust him. Can't deal with it. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. What is this other thing you put in here, Kevin? What is this other mission, thing you put in that's, here, Kevin? That's oh, Mission, mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Murder Part 1. Murder P1. Murder P1 is what I see. I'll spell it out for you. So it's it's fine. No, you're fine. Um, last thing we're going to talk about, because we are running a little bit longer than we actually even anticipated for this show. Um, the U.S. courts have denied the FTC's case. They've shut down the FTC's case and shut down the appeal of the FTC in their opposition to the Activision Blizzard Microsoft merger, uh, which has given basically them the green light in the U.S. to go through it. Um, and in the UK? F yeah, the FTC is still trying to figure out a way to get around it. Uh, the CMA in the UK uh, has opened negotiations with them, to with uh, Microsoft and Activision, to can maybe allow it uh, in con contrary to their original ruling uh, months ago, uh, denying their application for merger in the UK. So, a um, lot of things going on there. Um, least of which is this is now the fourth, unfortunately, the fourth antitrust lawsuit that the FTC has lost, which I'm not very happy about because what that makes the FTC it, well it makes the FTC look weak and yeah. that makes the kind of useless yeah right makes the FCT makes the FTC look weak and that is going to give major corporations more of a leg in future things but also the FTC's case here was so bad it was not what they needed to do this was not the this was not the fight to go after frankly what was what 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 was the points they were putting across um they thought one of the big ones was that um oh well this will this will allow microsoft to dominate the the cloud gaming and it's like nobody fucking plays cloud games generally guys do y'all yeah, right? nobody fucking nobody fucking cares but that but that's the UK's thing as well. That's literally the same thing that the UK. Yeah. Oh my god. FTC was arguing that the CMA argues that was arguing that. Um, there was also other bullshit. They were basically everything that we've complained about Sony doing in the last five to ten years about their exclusives mm -hmm. is what they were saying that Microsoft would do if Microsoft got the chance to uh, buy Activision Blizzard. And everybody rightfully was like, you, you let Sony do this already, guys. Sony bought Bungie and Sony has exclusive stuff on their games that is only accessible on their platform. Right. Sony has some very large games that are unavailable on any other platform because Sony buys exclusivity rights for them or, ex or, or they buy exclusionary rights that prevents it from being sold on the other system. That's why that and that is that and that was Microsoft's logic behind why they bought Bethesda was because they were worried that Sony would turn Starfield and several other games into Sony exclusive games. Uh, we should look at wrapping up because I'm starving. Hey, you're all good. Absolutely. The sex club. Absolutely. Yeah. We're we're pretty much done here. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts they'd like to go into? Fuck exclusivity. Yep, fuck exclusivity. As much as I've enjoyed Final Fantasy for uh, 16, 
I, 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 I was lucky enough to get a PlayStation pretty early on. Um, I it shouldn't be the case that I, I am able to play it purely because I have a PlayStation. There are plenty of people out there who don't have them, haven't been lucky enough to get them, that want to play this game and they can't, and it's stupid. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just gonna say when the bots can detect sarcasm, I'm finished. Kevin, oh, no one knows really? if you're being sarcastic. Really? Uh, but yeah. Uh, final thoughts. Um, video game preservation is more than just having a copy of it in a museum. It's about being able to play the game whenever you would like to. Amen. Without without having a bunch of roadblocks in your way. Praise Lord Jesus. And praise Lilith. God. I was like, please do not play that fucking thing. I'm not. Um, I'll play it for Chris after, though. After the show. That's fine. Uh, That's going to be our show for this week, folks. To find us, uh, you can fucking talk to us on that fucking hellscape. We're thinking about moving to another hellscape um, at some point. Mm -hmm. But you can find us at Coast to Coast EU. Uh, Kevin is at SwingCat with a K. Chris is at a card underscore Lich. I am at Am I Witty Yet? And Neth is at Nethwinch. Um, on the Bird Hellscape. Fuck it. I hate that fucking Twitter. website and I hate that man. The Bird Hellscape. Whatever. Bird bro. Hellscape. Whatever. The Bird Hellscape. No, I agree. I don't use uh, I don't use my Twitter anymore. Yeah. Uh, to send us feedback you can send emails to feedback at coast to coast eu.com we'd love to hear from you join us live on saturdays we record and stream the show on twitch.tv slash ctceu this place right here that we're recording right now that crash is here and lb's here and we're talking with them but you all aren't because we're not talking with you right now but you can be you can be TV. For links to today's show and for a link to our Discord, visit the website at www.coasttocoasteu.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to interact with you. We do enjoy talking with folks. Uh, we do this for fun. This is not something we get any compensation for. So show up and say hey. Uh, Shoes Review, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or Spotify, which, you know, if you were going to do that, you may as well have deleted the extra Spotify out of it. Because Stitcher no longer exists, so we've deleted Stitcher, but we just replaced it with Spotify. So thanks, Kevin, for throwing me off there. I just read the words that are up um, on the screen. Um, Say preservation. I don't fucking know. I got nothing here. Coming. Preservation. What what the? I don't fucking know. What the absolute shit was that? Can we not do that? Thanks. Chris, don't fucking start the soundboard up today. Not while the show's still going. Bye. Bye, motherfuckers.